0: Project fan, what's up? Uh, today we have an awesome guest, um, a very interesting guest. If you are into jiu-jitsu, and especially if you're in the Northern California area, then you know exactly who this is. Uh, today we have Cassio Wernick. Uh, Cassio is NCMA's jiu-jitsu coach. Um, he's responsible for essentially bringing... Jujitsu to the Northern California area. He and his brother started one of the f- first jujitsu jiu- schools in uh, in the area. Um, wh- what's great is he has so many connections with the Gracie family. You guys, of course, know who that is, and uh, he shares all that information. And one thing that a lot of even his students may or may not know is that he actually competed in um, in powerlifting when he was when he was a lot younger. He he says he was like sixteen competing it with uh, with adults, and it's funny because you know the way he he puts it, he's like, yeah, it was a weightlifting competition, you know, but it was just uh, squat, bench, and deadlift. And you know we're all looking at each other like, yeah, that's a uh, that's a powerlifting meet. But again, he shared some really cool information with us. Some stuff that, again, like I said, some of his students may or may not know. I was talking to Josh Settledge, who is another one of his students. He works with us actually here on the uh, Power Project, telling him some stuff, and he's just like, dude, I had no idea. So. I think, uh, for those that don't know who he is, you're going to get a ton of value. And those that do know who he is, you're also going to receive a ton of value because he shared just some like great stories. And again, just like some background information on him. Uh, really quick, I'm going to get out of your guys's way. But if you guys haven't, please take advantage of markbell.com. Right now, Mark is giving a free 30 day trial of markbell.com. Markbell.com, of course, is just where you can get daily workouts from Mark himself. And right now he is doing a big emphasis on body weight and uh, slingshot and hip circle movements. Again, free 30 days, just enter your email address and boom, you have access to the entire website. And really quick to help out with some of those body weight workouts and some of those home workouts, we are giving 20% off any slingshot and hip circle combo. Go to markbellslingshot.com, add any hip circle of your choice, any slingshot of your choice, and at checkout, you'll receive 20% off. Thank you again for checking out today's episode. If you guys like what Cassio was talking about, please find his social media links down in the YouTube description and the iTunes show notes and let them know what you think. And please enjoy the show.
1: hell? No, actually, I'm in Wakanda. <laughs> oh, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah that all the purple stuff is vibranium behind him.
2: Yeah. I haven't been able to figure out how to change the background. (laughs) Wait, really? How'd you do it at first? (laughs) I don't know. I just hit a button
0: and then it's been like that ever since. It's always (laughs) always a button. Oh
2: man. How you gents doing today?
0: We're good. We
2: good.
1: Hey, Andrew, does it sound like his sound is coming through his earphones or his phone?
0: Uh, it, it could be the phone. But sounds like the phone. Yeah, but I mean, even that's still okay as long as the echo doesn't play through. Um, Got to be. Yeah, I don't know how to.
2: My whole house is super echoey. Maybe I could just move into a different room. Oh, sure. There's a uh, no carpet in here.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that'll you sound okay. It sounds good to me. I mean, it's. Okay. It, I mean, yeah, hey. it could all uh, everything on here could be better, but. Um, Right. For for what we got going on, I think it sounds fine. Got Sweet. Yeah. But yeah, if you guys want to just get get cracking right now and then when he jo- when he joins I'm like, ready. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So what's
2: happening, Mark? Mm hmm. Hey, they shut down the Olympics. You guys see that?
0: Yeah. What? Yeah, I thought it was postponed yeah, or whatever, but Yeah. Yeah. Postponed
2: for a year, yeah. So it's postponed at least until twenty twenty one, they're saying.
0: Oh, that's going to throw me way off because I only know yeah. the Olympics if I can count back from 96 and then add four every year to know when the next Olympics is going to be. Now you're effed. You <laughs> <laughs> can't be on an odd number. That's going to ruin everything.
2: That's so crazy. I did have uh, I know it's wild. I mean, that goes down in the history books, right? <laughs> I did have a, uh, Gabrielle, uh, reach out to me and tell me that, uh, you know, not to send everybody into a panic, but she did say that things are, are getting a little bit worse, but, uh, you know, the drugs are on their way. So hopefully that helps and that assists. And the parents that she was talking about of her client, um, she was able to get them, uh, the drugs that she talked about on the podcast, the chloropin and stuff like that. Now it's really hard to get, you have to be diagnosed with it. Um, you have to be positive that you have it and stuff like that. But anyway, she was able to get it to them and then, uh, we'll just keep you updated. You know, hopefully, uh, those people survive. That would be, that would be amazing if, if, uh, that was the case. Hopefully we can be, uh, all be hopeful of that.
0: Dude, that's insane. Um, well, that's huge. I'm ha- happy to hear that. Um, also I've been seeing a lot more people kind of with the, uh, the same, um, uh, I guess idea that you had about like the uh, the virus is gonna definitely affect a lot of people but this quarantine is gonna affect a lot more people for a lot longer and I'm seeing a lot more tweets a lot more posts on Instagram kind of with that that same um, idea behind mm-hmm. it I'm like hey like this is what Mark was been talking about for like a week now <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah maybe uh, quarantine without like quarantine your mi- quarantining your mind right you know maybe maybe there's a way to Maybe, maybe there's a way to meet up in the middle without, uh, you know, over interacting with people so they, you know, you don't continue to spread, spread the uh, virus around, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there was one, uh, who oh, it was on Tony Hughes' IG story where it it literally broke down. Of yeah, I know it broke down um like what it actually means in 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 a um like a short little test group of like three thousand people, like because he well whoever it was that posted it uses the, the actual statistics, and out of those three thousand people, X will get affected. You know, X will die, and but then it goes down into those that aren't affected, and it like went all the way down to like 300 people will lose their job 200 people will lose their house 100 kids will not have like reached their full potential and then it it went on and on and on and it said like and it'll take seven years to get all of that back i was like oh shit like that's a really crazy way to look at it did it give like a
1: timeline for like if this lasts x long i mean it's hard to calculate but is it did it say if this continues on for this long that'll happen or was it just a general type of idea
0: yeah it was a very basic general like uh just something to kind of consider type of deal it wasn't like actually like obviously it wasn't like scientifical or factual it was just kind of like a more of like an idea of like hey this is what could happen
2: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, yeah. I know the 2008 thing took, you know, 10 years or so, you know, it took us till 2016, 2018 for things to, for things to be strong, you know, and then we were able to cruise along for about two years or so or three years before, mm-hmm. before this thing came along.
0: Yeah. So, and Seema, what can you tell us about your, uh, do we call him your coach, your sensei? I, I don't know what the yeah, problem is. No
1: uses sensei. Mentor? Mentor? <laughs> uh-huh usually like coach people uh people call them like professor or coach so um
0: yeah so is is sensei only like on karate kid then sensei's karate kid
1: (laughs) sensei's purely karate kid or make dojos or maybe taekwondo schools Mm. maybe i don't
3: know
1: but um yeah casio whenever he gets on her he's a He's dope. Pretty much, he's like the granddaddy of all Jiu-Jitsu down here in Sacramento. He was the guy that pretty much brought it down here. So he had one of the like he had the first gym. A lot of the gyms that are down here um, are stemming from his black belts. So a lot of the gyms in the Sacramento area and even in NorCal are some of his black belts. Um, he won worlds back in two thousand three IBJJF worlds and then Brazilian nationals, um, and he's just. Yeah. He's won also master's worlds for like quite a few years, maybe four to five times he's won master's worlds. Um, And I think last year or the year, yeah, I think it was last year. He actually went down an age bracket because as a master, um, you know, there's different age brackets, like 35 to 38 or whatever. So he went down an age bracket last year and then won that master's worlds. So dude's
2: a beast, dude's a beast. Does anybody uh, do do the uh, other students try to mimic him? Uh, yeah, like his,
1: the, the cool thing about jujitsu is like, there's so many different games for so many different types of body types. The cool thing about Cassio is like, he does have a main game, but I'll notice like when he's rolling with certain people, he'll know what they do. So he'll try to, he'll, he'll change his game to help the student try to get more out of the role. So he won't go to his a game. He like he he won't use his a game all the time. He'll use something like, okay, uh, this person likes playing this guard, so let me do this so that we can see if we can improve that somehow. You know, he doesn't try to like smash his students <laughs> to show because <laughs> he can, but he doesn't like have to smash them hard. He he really tries to teach at everybody while he's rolling with them. So have you yeah. ever have you ever seen him? Uh, you ever seen him lose his cool at all? Lose his cool no i haven't seen him lose his cool um i've heard stories when like maybe he was like <laughs> younger like when he was like yeah. younger because like uh right now cassio like his uh since i've been there i've been like oh this is the nicest guy and in the past he was nice too but he was like harder on the students like they've had harder drills so um i think i've gotten the the uh <laughs> let's say the senior well he's not a senior he's 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 still pretty <laughs> young but i've gotten the the uh I guess the very warm Casio, because I've heard some stories, man, and uh, he can he can put it on people.
0: Do you know how old he is? uh, Have you ever? No, I was saying, do you know how old he is?
1: Dude, he's in his forties. Let me. uh, This is why Zoom is so dope (laughs) because you can just Google stuff. (laughs) Yeah, but I think he's in his early forties.
0: And then he was born in Brazil, right?
1: He was born in Brazil. Yeah, I think he came here in like. 96 or something yeah he's born in 74 um so what does that make him 46
0: either 46 or like 400 right. i don't know
1: yeah yeah he's 46 46 damn he's 46 <laughs> didn't realize that all right he's a beast he's in good shape man he's yeah in great shape yeah he's in really good shape he moves really well um doesn't like there's like when you roll with him you like i think he's like maybe 175 or 180 now but he feels so much heavier than that and it's so crazy like you know i've I've, uh i've like this is the main school that i train at obviously oh here we go (laughs) there he is wonder if we can hear him oh he's connecting audio
2: yeah we'll be able to hear him in a second yep how's it going casio hey mark mark right that's right. Yep, I'm Mark. That's Andrew, and you know the uh, the black dude over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so good to uh, so good to connect with you and have you on the show, man. We're Thanks, uh, super appreciative of your time.
3: Thank you. I'm sorry I run a little late. My my headphone wasn't working. I have to come here to the <laughs> school. It's too noisy in my house. <laughs> four kids there
2: well it's great to have you on the show and, and how are you dealing with uh the coronavirus because i'm uh it shut down your school and stuff like that right
3: yeah it's it's tough right it's tough uh, a lot of different ways uh not run the business uh it's a lot of uh it's a lot of students that uh rely on this to release stress to train right and uh, a lot of those guys i would say that are. Uh, 30% come from the, the medical field. They, they're so busy. I, I can't imagine how much they need this to release the stress. But uh, right. other than that, I'm doing okay. You know, a lot of support for the, the students that uh, they can still uh, support us, right? A, lo- a lot of people going to need support too. I'm, I'm imagining after this thing uh, pass. That, that's when I hit hard right the economy and but I, it is what it is you're gonna have to support each other Are
2: you still able to get in some exercise now
3: uh, I still yes I still work out I have a well, workout home and uh, I still follow the workout that I gave to me at least twice a week the rest I'm try try doing more uh cardio, like endurance stuff, you know, try stay busy, you know, because there out jiu-jitsu if you just do weights it's not going to release the the adrenaline, the the energy that I need to deal with the, the rest of the day. That's why I'm pushing a little harder more in the, the cardio uh, and uh endurance do endurance exercise or you know, do a few things at the same time for like 30 40 minutes. Mm. But try stay same shape much as that I can without training.
1: Are you able to use the gym in the back much? Is that what you use to lift right now?
3: I, I feel yes. I come here to, uh, twice. So with the last, the last what we, we've been out for nine days, right? Mm. I would say that I, I came here three, four times to do the one day just upper body, one day just legs. But it's depressing, man. It's yeah. really. It's the price to come here and not see it. And what? Well, look this. It's it's not good. You know what I mean? Like I feel I feel I feel like a trader to come here by myself. Uh, use use the gym and uh. But I, anyways, it, it's it's not a. I I come here. Let's say that on on the Sundays and when we have a, when we have a regular schedule, there's nobody here. That's good because tomorrow I know that uh, we're gonna open. It's gonna be full of students. But why right now? You know, it just feels awkward to to be here. But still I'm sure you that. need somebody to. You probably need somebody to choke out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good that we're doing this uh, online because I don't have to see him. If I if, probably if I get a round in him, I'm gonna jump over his neck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. How cool has it been seeing the, um, cause I haven't seen it with many other types of like fitness, like, uh, You know gyms and whatnot, but I've seen a lot of like uh, people who are into jujitsu still saying like, "Hey, we need to still support our small you know jujitsu clubs, our schools." Um, It's been really cool seeing you know a lot of practitioners still saying that they're going to continue paying to support because they're like, "Hey, we need somewhere to roll once this is all over with." And if the schools if the school shuts down for good, what are we going to do? How has that how, how has that felt being on the other side of things?
3: Incredible. Incredible, no? I, I see so many uh, support, so many messages. Uh, yeah, people lines uh, say those things and you know, all in social media. Uh, yeah, it, it's we are especially this school here. It's uh, probably one of the uh, probably the only school in Sacramento nowadays that uh, is still main adult. More, let would say that I have a thirty percent, thirty percent kids is seven percent the adults. And, wow mm. yeah compared to the other schools the other schools is a uh, 50 50 uh, 60 uh, Rosaary school is it, option it's a 30 percent adults 70 percent kids and we still have a lot of a lot of support it's really hard to get support for the parents now because the parents they they dare focus on the financial part focus on uh, how they're gonna provide for the family and but even then they still have a, a really good uh, turn out for in terms of uh, they still be able to to support the school. We know we prepare we all of us should be prepared in terms of uh, because right now it's it's too, still too soon. I thought it was gonna be too much already one week out but we don't know. this seems like every day every hour change the, the outcome of this you know we expect to open the school in a week it's not gonna happen. And, and uh, but uh, yes, we we got a good res- uh, a good response for the students, good support, right? But uh, yes, we don't know until when. In terms of uh, yeah, what start things go down south for them? Yes, uh, we're gonna have to know how to deal with. You know, it's, it's like I said uh, in 2008 when the, the economy crashed, we have a lot of students that are that are was. Went under, no, no work. But we, we support them back then. We will be able to still open the school, support them. Hurt us too, of course, but we will be able be able to support each other uh, as a as a community, right? As a society. That's what we we're gonna do. i um, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be okay.
2: Um, how is uh, Brazil? Uh, have you checked in on some? I'm sure you have some family there still. How are they doing?
3: Yeah, that's my. That's another concern, right? That feels like here, I I'm i more about my 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 people here, my 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 loved ones here. But in Brazil, it's uh, yeah. If you hit hard here, imagine what I'm gonna do in Brazil. The way if you hit the way it is on on uh, China or Italy right now, in Brazil it's gonna be way worse. Uh, I still have my parents, they over 80s. And uh, mm. my mom, she need a, a full-time assistant for her and have a person that goes there to to help. My, my sisters there, live with them, help my, my parents, but they need help. And um, I'm afraid those helps come outside, right? They're the ones that are the nurses or the, yeah, because they have families, should have to take care of themselves. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not, I would say that I, they're, they're kind of the same level of us, you know, the, the time frame of this. Uh, yeah, probably two weeks behind uh, Italy, maybe mm-hmm. one, one week behind us. But it looks like it's going to be kind of the same in terms of the numbers and of infection. Uh,
2: when you were uh, when you were growing up, did you uh, play soccer? Because soccer is huge there. So was it like mm-hmm. either kids played soccer or they yeah. did jujitsu, or did you do like a mix of things?
3: Jujitsu wasn't 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 there for us back then. Jiu-Jitsu, uh, it's uh, I would say the same time that I, uh, Jiu-Jitsu got introduced f- uh, here in U.S. and people didn't notice was in the, uh, when the UFC came. It was pretty much the same thing in my city too. I'm from the capital, Brasilia. It was the same thing too. Like early '90s, we didn't hear, hear much about much uh-huh. more about Jiu-Jitsu. It was more Judo for kids. Uh, I did. I played soccer too as a kid love so I still uh, love soccer but just watching right I follow still follow my my teams and uh, uh watch games uh but uh, I did capoeira it's another martial arts they have in Brazil it's more like kicking uh, uh not much punching but more more kicking and dance uh kind of it's, it's different martial arts but uh, I did capoeira when I was a kid when I was uh, i would say started at eleven years old i did until my 15 i took a little bit break and i, I did a little more but uh, i started jiu jitsu when i was 17 jiu uh, jitsu 17 jiu jitsu when i was 18 years old but i was probably i'm probably the first generation of jiu jitsu uh, that came from brazil i'm the first one
1: we see, like, um, I was showing them, or I sent them the video of you with Helio Gracie. That's on YouTube. Yeah. So, like, first off, that's really crazy because Helio, like, like they, they started all of that. But yeah. uh, when you started training, like, how did you end up training with him? Was that something you did often, or was it on and off?
3: No, no. It was, uh, yeah, the, the thing with Helio was, going back to what I just mentioned about Bra- Braz- Brazil, Mercedes, city. don't have much jiu back then was uh, we didn't have much uh, jiu-jitsu instructors. You know, full-time jiu-jitsu instructor didn't exist back then. It was, it was a, a guy that had done jiu-jitsu a little bit when it, a long time ago, a doctor who well, was a black belt jiu-jitsu, but I didn't have much time to teach. Uh, uh, chief of police, the, the guy that uh, first time I got introduced jiu-jitsu to, but he was a retired uh, police, and uh, he showed up at the school, a jiu school, to help a little bit in uh, the ground game. But uh, my, my relation with Helio uh, Gracie was my, my, my dad. He, he see how much that I was into Jiu-Jitsu and uh, how much that I liked Jiu-Jitsu. And he, start, he knew about the Grace, uh when he was younger. You know, when he was in his teenagers. and um, He heard all the stories about Helio uh, Gracie and Carlos Gracie. And he used to travel a lot at uh, working. And he went to Rio and he just got the idea of, you know what, why I'm not going there. Uh, Introduce myself and say that uh, Brasilia needed a jiu maybe help to bring some instructor uh, to teach in Brasilia. And when he went, he went to the, the Gracie School, uh, Gracie Maita, that has uh, that where uh, H- Hickson Grace came from, uh, Holy Grace, mm. Christ Grace came from this the same place. When he got there, the first person that he met was uh, Hideo Gracie. Got in the morning class here, and it's it's funny because helio he was he lived in a in Taipava. It's a city like here uh, would be the same that are here to Lake Tao goes to the mm-hmm. mountain. It was like two hours drive to get there. He just once a week he was going to the the city to to Rio to teach a couple of private lessons. Go back to his uh, house. It was the day he. My 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 dad went there was to see him, mm-hmm. and when he got there, they start talking. My my dad he's really good to talk, and uh, he knew the stories about Gracies. He start uh, talk with Hilo uh, about all the the old stories. And Hilo's oh, you know all the stories about it. No, and yes, my son now is completely hooked about uh, Jiu-Jitsu, and he asked, why don't bring your son here? And the week after, I went up there it was uh, it was a great experience and, uh, we 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 had a different plans back then to to the the meeting that we had but it never came to more than that, that day that you saw on youtube but it was a great experience we spent that day there uh went to his house on the mount for for the whole day we had a breakfast lunch left there uh, late afternoon uh but it was a great experience for sure and uh, that day was important yeah, they too because that shows my my uh, I was having my support of my parents for the the things that I choose to do. It mm-hmm. was a cool stuff.
2: Yeah, the Gracies are uh, are infamous. I mean, uh, back in the day, they would put out advertisements of uh, you know, you put up your amount of money and we'll put up our amount of money and we'll go at it. And uh, I don't think at that time there was anything like that. And I I think you can maybe even trace them back and kind of say that they're partially responsible for MMA in some weird way because people would go, my understanding is people would go to the Gracie Academy and they would go there with a boxing skill or Kung Fu or Taekwondo. And, you know, more times than not, like the uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu practices, people weren't up to date with what they were doing and people would get uh, choked out. And it's yeah. my understanding they put an advertisement in like a penny saver or something like that. And it said, want a broken arm? <laughs> yeah, And then people would put up the, their amount of money, you know, and they would go in there and, and, and fight. So they must yeah. have been uh, f- super famous in your in your area when you were growing up, right?
3: Yeah. That's how my, my, my dad knew them. For the same stories that we heard that they did here in the early 90s uh, in L.A., uh, all the, the newspaper stuff were exactly what as uh, Grace did back then when he came from Belém, North Brazil, when he moved to Rio. He wasn't orig- original for Rio. He moved to Rio to produce, uh, for uh, a large, uh, in a large city, right? To have more partitions. That, that's how he left his own hometown in uh, nearby Amazon's, and I uh, went to Rio to. And that's how it started, it was, uh, challenging, people, uh, challenging people from capoeira, challenging people from, from judo, uh, from karate, from everywhere. You know, this was like the early, uh, I would say, the 1950s. And Horan Grace, the guy that uh, uh, invent the UFC, the first UFC, that's what he did when he moved here, uh, just challenging people. Um, <laughs> The whole idea of the the UFC was was built on, on challenges, different martial arts and a cage. The they have a lot of different ways to to a lot of different ideas to how they would have put this in the first show. Uh, they change a lot the rules at that uh, time limit, but the, what is uh, the Gracie wants is just to prove. just was is uh, it's a, a for a one one for a, a real fight would have been one of the best uh, self-defense you can have. And they did, right? You know, they're super famous. they were <laughs> there. The, the the rest is history.
1: Did you have a plan? Like, you know, I think, I don't know if you got your black belt in like six years or seven years, but I, I think I heard that you, you first came to the U.S. in like 96 or 97. I'm not sure. But did you have a plan to like build schools here and, and move forward? Because it, it must have been crazy to, to think about all of that
3: yeah yeah I I had a yes I had a plan I would say that I had a plan it was I remember 94 I still was I was still blue belt I met a guy from Michigan and the guy I first when I met him he barely could speak Portuguese I, I wouldn't speak any English back then. Can you can imagine this?
1: <laughs> yeah, wow.
3: <laughs> but uh, and I, I was uh, talk with him. I, said, I, have, I brought the conversation. What about the U.S.? You guys have Jiu-Jitsu there. I know you guys love Bruce Lee, love martial arts, love Chuck Norris. You think this would be uh, America would like this? And, you know, the, the, he said, oh, this is awesome. You know, they, they, like, they like to wrestle. They're going to like this, you know. And uh, that's when it came to mind the first time. And my brother moved here in '95. My brother is—he applied for college, and he applied for a lot of different places. I remember it was like a near pla- a place nearby New York, uh, Miami, uh, LA, a few places that he knew. It. And he had uh, Stockton. For some reason, he picked Stockton. He has all different places to go, even Hawaii. <laughs> But he said, No, I don't want to be around Brazil because I want to focus in, my, uh, focus in college. Uh, he regrets so so bad that he, mm-hmm. he chooses Stockton. Not against Stockton, but he has a different. For him, a young guy come here that i you know, much uh, Brazil around him makes things really, uh, even tougher for him. But it was a good for me, right, in terms of. Uh, but he, he was here in 95 uh, in Stockton. In school, he was a blue belt in jiu He came to a. Uh, uh, he started visiting schools and uh, in San Francisco back then. They had a there, I forgot the name the gentleman that is teach there as a Gracie, too. Uh, he's a father of Carly, uh, I forgot my gosh, <laughs> Carly Gracie. Car, you know, he's, a, he's a father of the car, uh, Car Gracie. It's a uh, no. I don't know, partition now that it competes in tournaments, but uh, my my de- my brother trained there for a little bit, San Francisco, and um, he decided to come here to Sacramento. It's, it's on the uh, uh, yellow book, yellow pages, right? The sort, oh, yeah. Uh, a school, the uh, jitsu school. He went there and he trained with those uh, the guys that were there. They liking him. Oh, why don't I train here sometimes? And he started training at this this school, and they they were. Uh, Blackburn Jiu Jitsu No Jiu Jitsu There was a uh, Japanese Jiu Jitsu They were t- training but they they were following The uh, the, the, the VCRs From Graces They would teach just the things that uh, the Grace was teaching The VCRs they would, they would grab the tapes And teach in classes uh, They never saw a guy like my brother Rolling But but again he was a, a college kid Blue belt uh, a, a good blue belt But not a competitive blue belt and they like him, and they and they, they start talking. He said, hey, if you guys think I'm good, you need to see my young brother. You know? And uh, it was me. And uh, they they. they why, why don't bring him here, you know, do a seminar for mm-hmm. us? Uh, that was the first time that I came here. It was 96, right? But, uh, yes, yeah, so it was. Uh, in 96, I, I did this, this uh, seminar there. And, but things didn't. I was supposed to stay there for months. It was a month. It wasn't seminar. I was, a, I was stay a month teaching at this school. And, but things didn't go well for us. They, the instructors they. I don't know what's going on back then, but I think it was intimidated by us, by us, afraid that we would take the students away from them. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they wear. I was a purple belt. They wear a black belt. Uh, the, the, for the, the white belts, there, that's why you pay this purple belt to come. You teach if you have a black belt shock. And uh, the first day that I that I teach this class, I, f- I think I I, I I've to- told told the same about this. But uh, the first day that I teach, there people kind of hesitant to learn with me, not showing much respect for for this young kid. You know, they love to roll. And I, I told my brother, hey, you said those people here is nice. No, they 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 don't seem too friendly with me. I think I need to show to them they respect me. You know, I, seminar, I put everyone in the line like this, and uh, I roll with ev- everyone. And after that, or I got them, I got respect because the, nef- the next day a few guys show up, the, the, the rest didn't show up to the class.
2: But uh, yeah, it, was, it must was, have been. I was gonna say it must have been exciting teaching people back then when they didn't know anything about jujitsu. It must have been really eye-opening for a lot of people that were. First yeah, exposed it, to it.
3: It was because it, we just mentioned about the uh, challenges, right? The, and they, they come back then, the people that were doing jujitsu they came for different martial arts too. And they heard a little bit here, the stories about the UFC. They watched the first ones, and they know it was like a style against style. And, or they, they heard the stories from down south, uh, SoCal, what they were doing there. Uh, but as yes, it feels like... It, Every, every role was a was a, a little bit challenging. I never got through a fight. Uh, like, okay, yeah, we'll start rolling, the guy get frustrated, said, can I throw punches? We have, But I have a few cases of guys getting super frustrated, and uh, we feels like we're going to get in, in a fight. But uh, you can imagine a, a t- 22 years old kid that uh, trained, was well, train twice a day in, in Brazil, trained for competitions get here you don't see a guys that you can roll with every role for me would be a challenge you know and uh and they they came with the mentality of this let me let me let me challenge this guy see what he can do and so yes, we have a, a roles that was feels like a challenge the, the days that uh that i teach back then 96 but it, but fast forward a little bit after that i, I done this seminar a few students for this place, and they they said that we, we we don't need to come anymore. Left after like say three sections, they said you know what, you guys don't need to come here anymore. You guys can leave. Uh, we left, and I have a, a few guys that follow us from this place. Uh, you know what? They they were super. And one of the guys was uh, Terry Maxwell. He has a is one of my black girls at the school in South Sac. He said, mm-hmm. "No we need to do something with this. You know what? What do you the things that you I never saw what what you done." Uh, in terms of martial arts, we need to open a school here. We need to do something. But uh, I said, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to live here legal. My brother here is just in school. If you find a place that we can roll, we can train. Yes. Okay. But uh, I'm not. I'm not pretending. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not staying here if it's not with a paper legal. We, we we don't know how to do those things back then. We have no idea how it would be possible for us. But if I found a, a red house where we can train. That's how I started the first, I would say that uh, was this the seed for the the, the jiu-jitsu was built on this this place in South Sac in nineteen ninety six. Uh but he, he opened, you know, he just opened there, open open the doors and put the mats on the floor water mouse, start talking for people that are to show up and like I said, the, most of the people had out experience in different martial arts and they walk in. They, hey, what is this? And I had a my, little bit my side of uh, the Gracie challenges. You know, yes, we, we can start roll. And we sometimes start with stand up and with takedowns, and sometimes it's just uh, start on the ground. Um, yes, that's how we 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 brought some students, but we lost a lot of students too because a lot of guys was frustrated for their harm hurt and more uh, conscious <laughs> things like this. Oh man! But that, that was the beginning.
0: Is that school still around, or is that did that just turn into um, your school now?
3: Just turned into yeah, they turned to my school. They, they was there until I would say early two thousand. If I'm if I'm not wrong, but my brother and I, I went back ninety six. I spent more most of the year here. I came here in the first semester for like three months. I went back to Brazil and I came back here. They had the the Pan Ams in 96, right? Yes. And I stayed with my brother for another three, four months here. And trained here, competing in local tournaments, uh, Samba tournaments. Uh, I had a few tournaments too that I, in the the SoCal they already exist, I was going there. Uh, But uh, when, when I left, my brother was running the, the class that we had there. It was, it was, was an official cl- class. It was a, they get together in the, uh, on the evenings. They were there rolling for a for like couple hours. But as they... My, my brother were here until 98. He moved to Las Vegas. Got married, moved to, moved to Las Vegas. But they kept the place until, I would say, 2000, 2001. And
2: I... If moved, uh, everybody... If everybody learns the same the same moves and uh, understands the same execution, how does somebody beat somebody else? Like, uh, is it like um, is it like a physical game of of chess? You know, obviously your genetics will play into it your your speed, your strength, your endurance. But I find it really fascinating that you know you could have you know two two white belts or two black belts and they learn the same stuff from the same school. Uh, but yet one guy is able to kind of come out on top because he can kind of figure out, you know, maybe where the other guy has a weakness or something. Like, what have you noticed has been, you know, the the key contributing factor to somebody continuing to make progress because you've been doing it for so long, but you can still work on mastering this trade, right?
3: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting question because first it's uh, who, who's... Uh, more dedicated right who's going to spend time more training uh if you learn the same thing but you have more dedication than the other person this is going to count in your favor uh they say that uh, uh talent beat uh no excuse me uh hard work beat, beat talent but if the guy mm-hmm. has a talent it's going to be tough to beat him is that but in, in jujitsu i think it's that because so many different outcomes can happen right in terms of uh a uh, guard developed guard develop takedowns develop guard passing develop a, a game that uh, that uh, uh leg leg games uh, attack a lot of legs nowadays you have a lot of people like to attack legs uh but uh it's a combination of uh dedication 100% stylo they say the style may make fights right sometimes you you have a, a style that a like we like 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 here we train we say this ninety nine percent your train is gonna be with the your your people, your guys. Right? You, you like you said you're gonna learn the same techniques in the same room and you good you're gonna uh roll with the same people. You're gonna spar with the same people. Um it's 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 you to adapt your your game with the things that you're good at in a different type of uh Games with guys with different games for for your your game your your your, your judo style get exposed for different styles. One thing that we have here because we have a lot of different styles is good. Uh, but it, it's a it's a style make fights. They they say this a lot in MMA. It can be uh, translate for judo too. But uh, it's in in in. in Different sports like this, right? If, it, if, it, if you if if take two guys that are they come together, but one for some reason uh, learn faster or get better in in, a, in the tournament, it's how much you expose yourself, how much you want this. I, I think this that's how it, it come down too. But uh, style, is it's, it's uh, happen a lot too. Guys with a, the guy with a particular style that I always give you trouble. It's it's pain in the butt because everything that you do, he has an answer for those those movements. But uh, uh, that 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 style is going to help you to improve for your jiu-jitsu in a, in a lot of different to deal with different scenarios.
0: Uh, what about like um, body size? Like if somebody, you know, if, if some, if two two students are on the same pace, but one just happens to be real tall and lengthy, and the, the other one's real stocky and short. Have you noticed that one benefits better than the other?
3: Oh yeah, this they, is huge if you let if, you just i think it's built for all different type of bodies, for for the the, the athletic for the the stocky chubby for the, the 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 lanky guy the tall skinny uh, that that's huge too. It, it, this is going to answer mark's question too, because if you if you if you adapt your your body for for what for the style that fits better for you it's going to help you help you a lot and what I see a lot is the guys that I have, let's say that have this super tall uh, lanky, but they use the kind of s- a stocky type of game. This is, it's, it's really bad for him because it's not adapted for what it can take him the best for him. And, um, but the guys that I they know how to use this in their favor, that's make them way better than the others. hundred percent. We have a, a guys here that, uh, stocky, short, but they know how to use the the hooks, the the leverage in their favor, how to uh, to to bring this the, the the opponent to their game. They're really good at attract them to their game. And yes that helps a lot for sure.
1: I think that's why I think is it important? But I Go think ahead. it's what like I hear a lot of people that uh, they're like, I don't want to start jujitsu until I get in a little bit better shape or uh, until I do something else. But jujitsu is so awesome because, like you said, like if you have a belly, there are guys that have certain games working with their belly you know, and utilizing that. So it's like you can come in whenever. You don't need to get into better shape. You can just start and start improving immediately.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's that. that. We hear a lot, right? you am going to get in better shape too. To start uh, train jiu jitsu, yeah, you, this it, is not it's, it's going to happen. You, the way you're going to lose, it's like you try do diet, just diet, not exercising. If you don't have a, a different goal to do it, you're never going to do it, right? You need to put uh, two, three things together to make your goals to go through. If it's not, it's not going to work. Is yes, you, you, you have first things to start. once to jiu jitsu? you know, try, because it, it's hard for, for the beginning practitioners. It, it's really hard to, to understand the, the game, you know, play chess. You know. And once, soon as you start adapting your, what you have, your tools to, to style, to put in your game, things that you can be good at, uh, you yeah, it's incredible how much you can, you can improve. Just to start understanding a little bit more about your body, your movements, uh, hooks like we mentioned before grips, uh, the idea to be on a bottle, why you, you you're doing guard, why you pass someone's guard, why you defending this, how you how you attacking, this makes a huge difference for you to start learning progressing in jiu-jitsu.
2: Is it a an important factor to be like aggressive and to like not lose sight of the fact that it's it's kind of a fight. Or is that a disadvantage? Are you better off being more calm and just thinking of it as a sport?
3: That that, that goes as uh, we, we just mentioned. It, that goes about style. This means style for me. It's not your just your type of body, right? Uh, uh, a lot of times they ask me, hey, Castle, what, what I should, should I do next to improve my game? What am what I missing in my game? And uh, the first thing coming in to mind is this, oh, you're too passive. Uh, or you you too aggressive. You you don't see, uh, see. you don't see things coming out present for you because I already moved the pieces already. You know you already move your your in, in the wrong direction because you just answer with your instinct, your aggressive instinct. But it's good to to manage have both. You know, just for example, one of the guys that we have here probably was the most technical guys here. That's the he seems best Julian. Julian. He used to be super mellow his his nickname is flow because he's just he flows like a water. Every move that he does it doesn't change his uh, his his face, it doesn't change the way that he approaches Jiu Jitsu. It is beautiful. Uh, it's, it's, it's flawless, flawless yeah? That the, the way they say describe his jiu-jitsu. It's no effort at all to, to use energy. It's just if you if you if you get the best out of him and a good technique is accept that we find a way out but he never fight hard to avoid those but he likes to compete too, and this goes against the competition that he signed up for, uh, with a rule set, with time, with uh, a point system. The way that he plays his judo is not good for tournaments. That's why, in the I would say the last two three years, last two years, I start pushing him to be more aggressive. No, no, no! You cannot accept this. Fight hard! Don't get swept! You know, try past try past the guard. Don't accept that uh, he recovers guard. Keep the pressure on. And uh, I, I, think that I having Sima as a training part, force him to do more like this, and forces Sima to be more smooth, more flawless, more uh, see things before react with his muscle, with his athletic ability. That's that's why one help each other. We want to be more aggressive? They don't want to be more nice, smooth. See the things coming before react but yes uh, aggressive can, can hurt you and uh, passive can hurt you too both ways it, it's how mm-hmm. to manage uh, when to bring the best out of your aggressive and to be the break to the come down slow like Toby Toby one of the students have here too the black belt super methodical game he doesn't move if he's 100% sure this is going to work for him. he doesn't expose much himself uh, and sometimes he, he the same thing you need to force him to to be more aggressive, to push harder sometimes.
2: When uh, Encima came through the doors, uh, were you guys pretty excited? You're like, "Hey, we got a big bodybuilder to beat up."
3: Yeah, it's funny because he said he was a soccer player. So now, first thing before before I mentioned that, before Neil, like, yeah, right. But it's it's pretty humbling. He it didn't say who he was. He just walked here, said, "I want to do, I want to train uh, at this." I said, yeah, no problem, no. And said, I, I, I done different things. I play soccer for for a yeah, look. Him, man, it's so big for soccer. How that happened? <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, we we found out more about him as you start training. But it never came here. I'm about a build and doing uh, raise this much of, of uh, deadlift, doing bench press this way, win this, win that. No, it just came here with tell that I want I want to do uh, a competitive uh, martial arts. That's one thing that he, he said. I said, okay, good. You're young, athletic. If you put your time, you know, keep your... For right now, keep your your strength, your size outside the mat. Right now, you just focus on the technique. And uh, But he's, he's a good listen, man, because everyone that sign up here, the first thing that I that I tell them, look, you're going to see a lot of upper belts here rolling 45, minute, 45 minutes. Don't try being one of those guys. Every time they roll... Take as a private lesson for you. you, you with the rounds is six minutes. Every guy that you roll, you cannot ride, you cannot roll for another white belt. Doesn't matter if it's a blue belt. Later you're gonna learn the ones gonna help you the most. The ones gonna be more. They're gonna help. They're gonna be more side uh, coaching. They're gonna talk with as as they roll. You're gonna learn more. But try take every role that you have as a private lesson for you. And they say, okay, okay, I, I'm gonna do that. But when they start rolling, it feels like they. They need to bring the best of of them pushing against the upper belts. The upper belts they are not there with to to push them for for them. They they are there to help you, right? If they want a a road a tough round, they're gonna ask their upper belts. They're gonna ask the white belt to roll. The moment is just to help the beginners to get better. To, to, it's not to get better to understand the game. You know what they can do. What is right? What is wrong? Once they start learning, when they get the blue belt, they're gonna free to roll. But spend the, the first year just learning much as they can is very important. Sim already does that. Every time they roll, sometimes he, he roll for six, whatever time it is, for six minutes. He spend at least two, uh, one two minutes, ask what what he need to do to improve. You know what? What do you do here? Uh, how can I do this? And finish class. Spend time to To fix the things that he saw, they open They saw his rolling when he was sparring. But yes, it's it's very important. That's that makes a difference too, for sure.
2: Yeah, we see that a lot with lifting. You know, when people are lifting um, in other sports or people are sprinting. You know, you're not you're you're going against other people. You always compete against other people. That's part of sport. But in the case of like powerlifting, you're just going against the weights. But you can't. Go beyond what you're capable of doing. You have to stay in your lane, and if uh, you can use two plates on each side for squats and move it comfortably and move the weight well and execute, uh, then you can progress. But you can't progress and try to do two plates and two, t- you know, a ten on each side with your knees caving in, your back rounding. You're not going to learn the technique. You're not going to. It doesn't really teach your body to get any better. So I'd imagine you see a lot of that jiu-jitsu where people are straining so hard and working. It's great that they're working hard. It's great they got some of that aggression, but they probably need to kind of chill out a little bit more so they can relax, so they can learn and absorb what you're trying to teach, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, that student, uh, see, he, he, everywhere, everything that you do, it's a science behind. It's a technique behind, right? You cannot just go expecting, and uh, a lot of guys, I, I understand they come here because they, they need, it's a, a, a layout for them. They need to release the stress, and they feels like it, the way to do jiu-jitsu is not punching bags. We don't punch bags, we don't do katas. The way to release your stress, it's rolling, right? As you put yourself there, you, you're going to feel exhausted, you're going to feel tired, you're going to, boom. And, but uh, it's, uh, it's a call for losing students because they they super we all of when we started to super spazzy we yeah you're gonna hurt the reason that I put the hit them against the, the with the upper belt is because the upper belt is gonna see coming before happen most of the time you're gonna see an elbow come they're gonna defend the elbow you know it, we're, not, we're not throwing punches the knee is gonna come in your face and you're gonna have, you're gonna find a way to block before another another white belt can do it they're gonna hurt each other because not because they want. Because it uh, elbow's gonna fly, knee's gonna come, you know, uh, the head's gonna hit you. But if you upper belt knows how to to hold them, but it's a, it's a, if you if you let go, you you're gonna lose them. Uh, uh, you're gonna lose the soonest most of the time, or because they get hurt, or because they get frustrated with the the learning process. But the ones that I stick with the. The things that we say during class, when they when they when they sign up here, they have a way more uh, longer vis- uh, longer role on jujitsu. They they stick longer.
0: Uh, do you do anything else for any newcomers? As far as like uh, you know, you, you they're not allowed to roll with other white belts. Uh, do you do anything else to help kind of ease them into the culture and kind of make sure that they stick around longer?
3: Mm, uh, just show up to class, you know. Show up to class. Uh, yeah, we talk a lot, you know. Uh, we have a, so many. They, ha- they have so many. Uh, what do you call this? Uh, mentors here, right? I'm, I'm teaching, but as I'm, pre- per- they they're gonna pair up too. Ninety percent the class. Sometimes I split the class when it feels like it. I need to spend more time for the, for them to de- develop a, a base technique. And I want to push for the upper belts. Uh, technique is more. It's hard to understand, right? It's it's it need more more time to develop to to explain for the upper belts. I spend more time. I, I split the class, but most of the time we are together. We do the same technique, and uh, they they are always going to pair up for another upper belt. It's the same thing too. That's, they are the mentor of the day. You know, they in, in, from there. They're, Get guys that are they gonna be with them more? The guys, the upper belts in the class, they come. That's the ones gonna uh, help them to through through their the time they're gonna spend here. But it's come and enjoy the the culture, you know. Like we said, enjoy the the, the techniques. Uh, have feedback from me for the upper belts, like I said. But I, I believe it's just come and um, absorb the the technique as the
1: practice i was actually really curious about this because i mean when i first started at the school um i was pretty nervous you know i was like this is a martial art i'm a big guy people are going to want to kick my ass people can kick my ass (laughs) but the, the big thing that i noticed was that everyone was extremely welcoming like everyone like you said like Immediately, people would want to show me things, they would teach me things, they would um, be super open. And when I was talking to some of the students that used to be at other schools in the past, or they come from somewhere else, one of the biggest things that, that stood out to them was like just how, I guess how nice everybody was, even though things can get competitive at times. Like you hear at other schools, you hear some horror stories about like how just dog eat dog other schools are and how the culture isn't good. So I'm curious, how did you, did you have in mind trying to build a culture like this? Because I noticed this with like Waza too, since that's a stem from yourself, it's, it's very similar to you. Um, How did you, how did you do that?
3: As a combination, of a bunch of things. Uh, me teach for twenty-five years, right? That that helps you to, to understand a little more. What what is the needs of the student? Uh, have a, a guys uh, up to thirty years, forty years old that is not much competitive. They train hard, you know, mm-hmm. but they. They they can be uh, very kind with you. Can help you understand that uh, uh, how to to build the, the culture of uh, a good. Because one of the things important in Jiu-Jitsu, you need to you need to to uh, to trust your physical uh, your physical integrity for your training partner, right? Because you uh, literally. I'm going to put my neck for you. I have to trust you're going to let it go. Can you imagine this? If it's, not, if it, it's not even the, the competitive side, which is important too, right? Sometimes if you go to, to a place, it has the, 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 the coach, the, the, the voice, go, 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 push it. This can develop some more competitive that you need to have when you're sparring. Right, One of the things that I don't like much, you don't have much music when you when you roll. First, because music, it's uh, it's everyone have your, your right. The things that the music that I like probably is not this, the ones that you like, and it's not, it's not the ones that Mark liked, That's not the ones it, it, I mean, like we have different tastes of music too, but to don't to don't excite much at the moment that you're rolling. One of the things, the, the second thing, it's uh, is is uh, integrate the class like we, we do. So, yeah, you, you upper uh, uh, white belt, don't roll with the, uh, you cannot roll with the, another white belt, but you can roll with Encima. When I say that, I want to bring responsibility for you. to You know what? Yes, I have to take care of my little brother here right now. Those those things that I say, hey, no, 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 no. Oh, Rolf, Julian, go ahead. The group is going to show this for you. That's four seem to, oh, I have the responsibility to take care of this guy right now. I think giving responsibility for the upper belts helped me a lot develop this this class that we have. Guys like you that are competitive athletes, they compete, they they doing this. But at the same time, you know that you need those, uh, you need Joe, you need Big uh, Big Jack, you need uh, John Garcia, you need Julian, you need all those those guys to make you better. If you don't have those guys. You need Neho, you need Caesar, we need those guys, because without them, how are you gonna how are you gonna get better? And it's good to develop your judo because they, they when they go with you right now, they say, look, I need to give my best for him because he, he's getting ready for competition. But the same thing when they finish you, they can call another white belt. It'd be completely different person with their white belt because their white belt the needs that he has right now is different than yours. Does make sense? Yeah. That's I think that helped me to build a place that I can build athletes like you. But at the same time, I still can develop guys that come here just to to train for as a hobby. Guys in the fifty, they would just want to roll to to get in better shape, to be in, in part of the culture, to lose weight, to to maybe someday guys in my like in the forties compete. They look up to me nowadays. Does make sense? I think that helped give responsibility for for the upper belts that I have. You know, knows that I want to finish class. They're going to be here. I say on, a, on a, the, the evening class, I live here, and people still here for another 30, 40 minutes, just exchange technique. They don't need me anymore. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you see, hey, they, they come for, they, they ask me something, say, you know what? Goes to, to that guy there, that guy knows better than me do the technique that you ask for. When I say that, when you walk, through, hey, please, uh, uh, Joe, Casio just told me to walk to you, ask about this close guard that you do well. Man, means the word for the guy because he knows how important it is for the mm. team. Those are the the things that I have can help me, can help the school, can help the students to get better.
2: Yeah, you're empowering the other guys in the uh, in the school um, with you know, kind words like they're getting excited because you said that they're better at something than, than you are, even if it's not true. But that, that helps their psyche, that help? helps their ego. And then also just uh you're empowering a lot of creativity by saying, Hey, you know, in SEMA, go work with Andrew. And in and SEMA might might be the first time you ever told him that. And uh but now he's got to go off on his own and teach this technique. And you're not hovering over and you're not saying, no, no, that's not the right way. Let me show. Let me get in there and (laughs) and show you. You're kind of giving them the reins and they get to be creative with it, which I think is
3: brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And that's why they they, they create this environment here. You know, be a little bit more experienced teaching, knows the needs of the students. When when it came in 96, for me, it was all you compete, all you train hard, all you're not part of this to know that uh it's not true you know so and uh what it, it, another thing that helped me is just have the feedback with the student say hey how's your day oh yeah oh, i was good you know i wake up four in the morning i work in construction all day went back home kissed my wife my kids shower it came back to here when i see things like this oh my gosh man oh the guy come here's a nurse you know, like i said before oh i work the shift the whole night seven in the morning uh, seven the night to seven this morning. I held all my my sleep until uh, 11 in the morning to come into training. I feel, what? Man, you spent. You didn't sleep at all. Work all night, and you were here. You know, you you have more appreciation for those guys. You know, so this guy to get here, and I, sometimes I, I make fun of, as I'm teaching, and uh, sometimes I, s- I spend my time talking for the technique. And I see, the student like this almost. They they cannot keep their eyes open because they're so they're so tired. Instead of be pissed with so be it's an honor for me. The guy is there falling asleep. Instead of being in the bed Now not asleep, they're there. Uh, they're here training with me. I said, hey, hey uh, Matt, hold on. Hold your eyes open, please. I'm, I'm about to finish this, and you can have fun. Mm-hmm. But let me finish my sentence here. Please, stay, keep your eyes open. But yes, it's true. Can, can They work all day. They go to school. They have their own lives, and they still have to spend at least – two hours right an hour and a half class plus the time they drive here the time to drive until the body come down shower it takes a, a lot of the day to to be here and some some students like seem like a lot of guys they do every day right they take the time to be here is a two two hours to two, uh, uh, half an hours their day they do it here it's a lot
2: when you uh, did open up a school I would imagine that you know, after the UFC started to really take off in, you know, uh, late 90s, early 2000, um, your classes probably started filling up pretty good, right? Is that is that around the time that your school started to grow and then you were thinking about the possibility of opening up multiple schools?
3: Yeah, uh, going back there, 96 came, 97, I, I came here uh to spend time with my brother, to train at the self-sex school and uh, competing. And from there, I got a job in Brazil that I was uh, I, I teaching jiu that required my my time to be there. I was there more. And I, I teach, uh, I was teaching, competing, teaching. Uh, but I still come here once in a while to seminars, to, to competing. And in 2001, I came here to do a seminar, and I got invited to, to teach here. And I saw the opportunity to, okay, you know what? Uh, I think now it's, it's time to think about it because the jitsu start getting bigger, right? And I was my 27, 28 years old. I said, you know what? Or I'm going to take this series to another level before I can get married. I was married already, sorry. I can have kids and provide full time of my time in jiu because what the way that I have there, I was... Brazil in the uh, late 90s I was married no I got married in 2001 sorry but uh well, late 90s I had uh, my my girlfriend it just turned to be my wife I my girlfriend but I was a single guy that I no no family you know and uh live with my parents still that I was making money enough to to join my life as a competitor paying my tournaments competing and make some money to teach but I was already looking no I cannot make my living like this. I know when things, when I turn to be adult, right? A real adult, to have a, a family, uh, raise kids, pay my bills, i going to need more. That's when I started thinking about moving move down here or move here or, or use Jiu Jitsu in Brazil as a second job, as a hobby, right? And I came here to a seminar in 2001. And in 2002, I came back here, but was, was in a the same person, Dave Covers from the Covers Karate School, they he invited me to teach at one of his schools. I said, "Look, I'm not gonna move here. I'm married right now. I'm not gonna move here illegal." He said, "No, I, I cannot even let you teach illegal here." And Derek Jemano for Waza, he was the guy that I said, "You know what? Let's try and make this legal. Let let's start looking for lawyers, uh, see the possibility to have you uh, teach here, uh, move move here uh, if a work visa." But it was in 2002. Imagine it right after September 11, how bad it was to get immigrant to get a visa to move here, right, to teach. But uh, he he applied for uh, for lawyers. He has, I think he has, a, he has a cousin. She's a lawyer, and she said, "Oh, oh Derek, don't don't waste your time. This is not going to happen. You know, after September 11, they're not going to give a a, a a visa for an immigrant." And uh was uh, he said what i'm gonna try and he did all the paperwork he applied he got it he's not a lawyer but he put everything together for me We, we i got the visa and when it came here in 2003 it was a different story see guys in, enjoy more the culture of jiu-jitsu they embrace more they are more uh, they like tournaments they like stylists of jiu-jitsu you know they they like the way we we see things is not is not much traditional martial arts not much that have the the culture of uh, Japan can be relate more with the SoCal type approach you know uh, surf style skateboard guys that I was doing jujitsu back then it, they mm-hmm. I think the culture guy involved more and I, but it, this helps in the tournaments. and of course the UFC what it what it, but it, UFC would bring you would bring the students here. Right to do it. But they, or they would have been hooked about uh, the, the rolling part, but, or they would have, you know what, this is not, it's, it's not for me. It's not striking. This is not for me. But I saw a lot of guys in, embrace the culture and because the tournaments, because watching the techniques, of course, the chess game, but I was introduced way better than when I came here in 1996. was super disappointing for me. But when in 2003, things was got, got better. And it was mm-hmm. with the years, two thousand early 2000s to, to late 2000, 2008, 2009, things start getting even bigger.
1: Did winning worlds in 2003 help with your growth? Like after people, like after that happened, did that really spur things forward at all? Or did it just add to your accolades?
3: Man, if I was a good marketing I would have be incredible, you know, but I'm really bad on market. probably know that. <laughs> uh, Should have helped me a lot back then, but didn't at all. I feel like it was, a, but uh, you know, the funny thing about the 2003, uh, the roads that, of course, the, the biggest term that I ever won was uh, I felt like I was, I was chasing that dream so hard that uh, I want to keep for myself. Almost like he, or if you if you like me before I, I win the roads, you you should you you have you have to like the same after winning the roads. I don't want the guys that are that are with me just because I I, I won the roads. It's, it's it's kind of this, uh, uh, narcissist mentality. I don't know how to say this, but I felt like I didn't want to expose my uh, the, the road title as a way for me to gain uh, the like of people. It's like when people uh, uh, walking. Hey, who 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 are uh, said, you honor with? So what I mean. Uh, who's your, your jiu jitsu come from? Brazilian jiu jitsu. So, but yes, but who's your? You know me like they, they they want to label you from from the things that are that are come before you, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like they I should have take more advantage of when I won the roads. Uh, but uh, the the media wasn't that the way it is right now, right? I remember I went to do a a, a seminar at Lloyd Irving in washington d c and said casio, uh, you, you know that you you are the only right now you are the only uh road title, 2003 road title that lives in the us. and you have guys that comes that want the road to come come to the us they do tours here. Uh, you see the posters of tour for East Coast tour and West Coast tour. I don't see enough about you doing those things. Why? I said, uh, yeah, I answer him the same way so right now. I'm not good at marketing. I felt like I didn't want to take advantage of the, the dearly my, my baby title. Does make sense? It's kind of weird, but uh, I, I, I didn't take advantage of that. But the growth came organic for me. It wasn't because I want the, uh, a road title or because not. I, I don't know maybe nowadays would help me uh, or still help I'm pretty sure help when they say oh, you want whoevers understand what the meaning of uh, mundials the, the road black belt adult when they know this they they give credit if, oh you want this but a lot of time they walk here they don't even know this oh you, he he's just uh, he' won't master the old man divisions the they, they never know that the things that i I, I achieved before when they find out, oh, you, you won the roads. Oh, well, You talk about the the master roads, right? See, yeah, I won the master roads too. But no, uh, in two thousand three, you were a master. Said, so, no, I wasn't a master. But h- how did you win the roads? Yeah, I won the roads, the adult roads. But uh, but you are black belt. And until they they know that what mm-hmm. means means Oh, wait a second! It, it Does make sense? But it, yeah. it's my fault to not. Not uh, bring this m- more up, and still, still, still be. But that's okay.
2: I, I understand. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Though no, it's something that you did, and it's not necessarily defining exactly who you are. So you're kind of like, "Hey, f you!" If you don't know that I know what's up, like I know what's up. I don't need the world title to show that.
3: Yes, exactly. Like the, the, <laughs> uh, I don't want them. They see. They see they get to this place here, first look in the wall in my curriculum to know how good we are. Does it make sense? How good this place is. How safe it is for you. And a lot of times they see about the term. Oh, probably they just have a bunch of badass guys there that just throw uh, hold hard and tough. No, no, come here. You're going to see a lot of guys here that are super kind, super nice, and really good jujitsu. And that it's not just uh, in Simas and, uh, and uh, or me or... Uh, Julian's you know what I mean it's not just world champions here it's not guys no 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 we have guys here that uh, they're going to treat you really well they're going to be really good in jiu you're going to have a lot you have a lot a lot lot to learn with them you don't need the world titles to I don't it's good to be labeled with those things you know make you uh, proud but the same thing is not the main reason for this maybe answer the question that we've done before why this place people treat people nice maybe because that no, yeah. the the achievement you, uh, is good. Proud, raise our ego, but I don't think it help much as the my as a business. Do you tell some of your
2: uh, fat fat guys to uh, go talk to Encima?
3: But <laughs> they they already, <laughs> they <already laughs> they bother him a lot with that. I I done I done my part too. <laughs> I my part I took I, I took him. To to help me for sure too. Yep, hundred percent. But it's a different levels, right? When you see, it's like we just said right now. When you see uh, the world champions, maybe start with this guy here before I get to there. When you see sima in really good shapes, and man, how am gonna talk. Uh, they almost feel like you know, I still have to go through levels before I talk with him. I said, no, 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 get there. <laughs> he knows these things. He knows how to to deal with a guys. That are out of shape or the guys in shape too, for sure.
1: I'm curious about this because, you know, like I started jujitsu like late for, for what most people would say. I think I started when I was 20, 27. Now. I started when I was like 23 um, and when a lot of like, because uh, a lot of athletes listen to this podcast and I feel like there are going to be some guys that are going to want to start jujitsu now. Um, and they're going to want to try to get to the, they're going to want to try and compete at a very high level. So, from your perspective, having being someone who's won worlds multiple times, what does it take for someone to get there, especially if they didn't? They haven't been doing jiu Jitsu since they were six, seven years old, like a lot of the crazy kids you see nowadays?
3: Yeah uh, Time. It's time. When I say time, it's not because uh, they, they need more time. They, they, you can respect the time, right? You can push the time faster, but you need time. You, you're going to need time. Sometimes you rush into things. It, nowadays, we, 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 we want res, fast results, right? And jiu is not season sport. People here because they want to do this for, for the rest of their lives. They want this. And a Jiu-Jitsu black belt, uh, to win a title on the black belt, you don't come for season. Uh, or I done this in college. Now it's time to move on. No, you need to. You, you need time. You you. The time is going to be uh, three, four years. Yes, four, five, six, whatever time it is. You need time, and the time. And if you if you take a guy like you, you 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 ask me this while back. You know, see that uh, a guy with my my age, with the time that I have in jujitsu, when I started, too late for me to achieve the highest goals on this, said, No, it, it, you just need time. And the time, again, the time can be fast. I can push, train harder, and get better. But uh, a lot of times we, we, we want this goal oh, I want to do this. In four years, I'm going to be a world champion. Uh, I heard guys that have for the white to black belt for years in the road champ. But when I get to the first years, uh, I'm going to be road in triathlon right now. No, if you stick with the the, the goals, if you stick to the things that you want to do it for a little longer than you expected, you're going to achieve. It's not a reason for not to achieve. You know, it's a combination of your, your physical attributes, your technique, your, your prime is going to come any things, uh, uh, uh come together, right? When the stars align, that's right. Mm-hmm. They say is a is a combination of a technique, maturity, mental, and physical. The physical attributes are already there for you. Now is put the techniques together, uh, put the mentality together, understand the game, the point system, whatever rules that you 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 sign up for to be a world champion, right? And the biggest is the abjjf You want to be a world champion in, in Jiu Jitsu in a in a key. You want to win You have to win roles. You wanna be a, a road champion? No gi. You have to win the ADCC. Simple as that. There's the two biggest, the, the Olympic of our sport. I Gi and no gi for ADCC. That's it, right? And uh, you have to train for those rules. You have to train for for those uh, for for that specific tournament. And I stick with. I don't see not why can be when you turn. I, I was 29. I got my black belts at 24. Uh, uh, 24, 25 of my first year as a black belt. Lost my first match. 26, I was probably the best shape, maybe more the better shape on a, on a, in a 2003. Uh, lost my first match. Went completely overtraining. It looks like a zombie walked to the mat. I didn't know if there's, something's wrong for me, something's wrong for me. Because a week before, two weeks before, I was already overtraining. But I uh, the things that I was doing good wasn't work for me, but I, I kept pushing. No, no, this have to work. I'm gonna train even harder. I'm gonna train. When I got look like a zombie, lost my first match like easy. mean like and I, when I got to 2003, that I have my my years of frustration for my pers- different prospect of what, what how to look of, of the tournament. You know, that control a little bit better my nerves, know what I want things I have to go the path was different because I deal with the frustration and some succeed in terms of the, the other terms national Pems I won penem too but uh, when I got there I was mental as a combination of a bunch of things, right uh, but took me time you know it was a uh, 10 years since I it was uh, 10 years of uh, the day they started the day I met Helio Gracie a little before they started little after I started. To the day I won roads was it 10 years, but took five years as a black belt, four years as a black belt, five years as a black belt to win. You know, but for me, it was a combination of uh, uh persistent, you know, know what to do with your frustration and stay in the path. You know, uh, that's what I want. When I moved here, t- I was 29, everyone thought they, never, they, they were never heard about me competing anymore. Now he went there with his wife, he's gonna uh, get the school uh, build the school, uh, start raising kids and not gonna do this. I was quiet here for six months, train my, my, my butt off. Quiet. When I got to Brazil it was a surprise for everyone. Nobody knew that we're gonna get no even my parents knew it they were going to Brazil. Because why I left my wife here. Another thing that forced me to to do better I said man. I I'm not come here to to visit my parents. I'm not here to see my students have have fun to to enjoy the beach to enjoy party with them No, i came here for the reason and i'm going to be very frustrated if i don't follow my dreams here right now if i don't do everything is right it, it was a experience mat- maturity uh, technique all line in this in the, in that day that i want you know the the day the year after 2004 but it was more stick with the things that i believe you know and uh uh and time, I respect the time. I was, I stick longer to respect the time. Some guys, it's more talent than me, they have, they still have the, the hard work. The time is gonna come faster for them. For me, it came a little bit later. And see, guys, that that uh, is gonna come even later than them. More gonna take more than three, four years. But again, respect time.
1: How about this? I'm curious, like in terms of jujitsu and how has it like affected you as a person? Because like, I know like from when I started jujitsu jiu- to even now, like getting, having that feeling of failing every single day gave me a new appreciation for doing new things and just being really, really bad at them. So how has jujitsu jiu- kind of like, I guess, uh, changed you or, or or helped you as a man?
3: Man, for me it was uh, incredible, right? Because I, I was looking for something. I was, I was kind of like you. I was when I would start doing jiu-jitsu, I was uh, just just doing weights. And if you don't know, I won a bench press competition when I was sixteen years old. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I did the bench press, deadlift, and squats. Right, I was 16, competitive uh, adults, and uh, I was doing just weights. And I stopped doing capoeira because I wasn't good in capoeira at all. And capoeira wasn't uh, wasn't fun for me anymore, and I was I was horrible in capoeira. No horrible, I, I was bad. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I was horrible in capoeira, but I was bad in capoeira. And I was looking for something competitive to do it that I challenge myself. One thing that I learned from me, I was I wasn't good much in the team sports because I would hate to to blame my teammates for the for their mistakes and I, I would have, I want to have the responsibility to their, to my mistake to to affect them and I, I realized that I was a good uh, I, I didn't like much team sport because that that's why I stopped soccer even the, the things that we play in Brazil. I wasn't doing it anymore because it frustrated me much the only fights that I got as a kid was uh, in a in a soccer field it was because things like this or uh, because I was selfish with the ball because the guy do some st- stupid stuff and i I went there to yell at him and got in a fight but uh, most of my fights came from from a soccer field it's crazy but uh but for me when I started doing judo, I felt something, you know what something uh, that I felt passionate about it and I'm, uh, I'm the youngest of four, right? And uh, I was the, the worst in school for all my... My, my brother was a good at all too, but I was even worse than them. It's because I was going to school and I never saw something there that would have helped me in my future. It's crazy to say this. It's just completely stupid. Sorry, kids, don't do what I did. <laughs> but uh, I felt like I was sitting there. Nothing took my attention. If, if you ask my parents, not, I said, the, only, the only problem Castro gave to me was a school? He was would, would attract me? School because my school I was I, I was in a, in a private school. In Brazil mostly, the parents sacrifice to do a private school for a few middle class, right? It's they're gonna sacrifice to give a, a private school for you, and it wasn't any sports related. I would say that if you have a sports related, force me to to be better in school, but nothing. They 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 give they they have a treatment for me. Oh, if you do school, if you do good in school, you can play. Uh, uh soccer if you're doing school you're gonna wrestle if you, if you're go to school you're gonna uh, play judo they didn't have anything those, those things for me and i was there in school i was i barely finished my, my high school and my my parents okay i have to do college right now i said no i want to do jiu jitsu they do what say yes i gonna i'm gonna make my living jiu-jitsu. uh i have idea how you know but i i want to do this i wanna i want to compete jiu jiu i wanna i love this i want to compete and for parents that I thought that would have the kids, like I said, come for private school, pay a lot of money for put them school to be a jiu-jitsu instructor in Brazil, they said, "Are you crazy? You know, I, I expect you to be a doctor to work in a, in the office or work to, for the government." Because I'm I'm uh, in the I was in the capital working uh, live in the capital. I said, "No, uh, I want to." I want to do this. That's when I, my my parents, my dad, said, "You know what? The grace is the best. Why not?" You know, that's when I saw my 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 parents, my dad, say, "You know what? This kid, knows what he wants. He's 19 years old. I want say what he wants." We we were when two years ago, thought, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do with this kid? You know, he, he doesn't like school. How how's gonna be this His future. But uh, out of my my brothers, my sisters, I was the first one to choose what what I want to do. It. Right, that goes to stay in the path. if you like this stick with you know it's gonna it's gonna come and for me it was like this knob nah, I feels like I can be good on this and, and, but for you for answer your question orSEma uh, uh, was way beyond just my build my character right is to find out something okay oh I can be good on this. What I mean can be good. This is not just be good in choking people and uh, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and on uh, um, board people. No, it's just it's to have something to give. It's something that I I can teach. It's something that I, some, someone's gonna look up to me, right? And uh, in uh, when I was twenty one, I, w- I was already teaching with a lot of young kids in my back. It was I had a lot of uh, teenagers that I was uh, trained with me? You know, all guys older than me guys in the 30s, they afford look up to a 21 years old kid right I have to be the responsible guy to my 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 young guys guys a little younger than me but at the same time I have to show have a the right uh attitude to the older guys you know because maybe they look up to okay my kids I want to one day my my kids start training with you but for me it's build uh it's build who I am hundred percent you know maybe this was since I was born has had this thing on me that have helped me this competitive side of uh, uh, related martial arts I don't know you know related to my name my name came up by Cassius Clay Cassius the Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali that's yeah, so why my dad gave my name I don't know something was there that I uh, that I discovered when I was 18 years old 17 years old watching uh, Jiu Jitsu on TV
2: Awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much for your, uh, for your time. We'll uh, let you get back to, uh, to your life, and we you know we wish you the best, and, and hopefully things get back to normal so you can get that school back up and running since it means so much to people.
3: Uh, to all of us. Um, yeah. Hope the same for you too, Mark. Thank you very much. You know, I know that you are supposed to do last year. It didn't work out, but thank you to have me. My fortune is not in, uh, in person, but it's still good. It's still good talk. Sorry that I talk too much. Is I Simo knows that?
2: <laughs> it, no, it was it was great. Thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you?
3: Uh, they can they can find me here. <laughs> no, they can find. Uh, uh, yes, the school uh, have a we have a. You can find me everywhere. You know because if you if you go to eighty uh, percent the martial arts school here in Sacramento, it's gonna come from one of my black belts. And uh, if you tell that you know me, you you're my friend. Online friend, they're going to treat you well. But uh, we have a school here, you can find me Have a school, this one here, the Auburn location, one in Roseville. Have an affiliate school in, in Rockland, too. Rockland, no, what do you call that? The, the, Loomis, uh, Mat Time Jiu Jitsu. But again, we have uh, Waza, we have uh, uh, Mixed Grappling with Mike Elena, we have uh, Synergy with uh, uh, Nate and Jeff we have, we have, uh, uh, Infinite Jiu Jitsu, Brett Sandoval in downtown, they, uh, Terry Maxwell. Sorry, guys. Let me just put there because I don't want to, uh, miss my guys. Uh, Brett Sandoval, does Akabari, uh, uh in Ryan's place. Uh, Devon Maxwell opened his school now in Fulton and, uh, oof. Sorry, but i Sac. I- my, I- my, my boy Kill. In Auburn, uh, Morgan. In uh, oh my gosh, what about the? the I forgot the city that he, he's up here in. Uh, up to, up to the mountains. What do you call? Grass Valley. Sorry, Grass mm-hmm. Valley. Morgan's Grass Valley. Who else? Anyways, I have a lot of guys. If you if you reach out for me, you can uh, online. You know, uh, one of my students. They have the Instagram. I don't know how that works,
1: but yeah, I yeah. have it. Cassio Wernick Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram.
3: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyways, thank you very much. But or well, we can use the old style. If the people don't know, we have a, a, this thing called a telephone stupid <laughs> call. My was six four eight two two five zero five. You can find it. You you, you find us everywhere. <laughs> but if you if awesome. you awesome, thanks again for you your time. Did, if you, if you decide to do jiu-jitsu, you relate with me. I appreciate that. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Sima. Thank you, Andrew. Sorry that I talked too much, guys. I appreciate your time.
0: Uh, thank you so much. Thanks again, Cassio.
3: Appreciate it. Oh, thank you.
0: Bye.
2: All right,
0: bye. That was awesome,
1: man. That was yeah. Cassio's was awesome. He's he he he's super like humble too. Like he didn't he. There's there's a lot of stuff he didn't mention. Like, I don't I don't think he would have even mentioned winning worlds if I didn't mention it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like he yeah, the dude's still a beast, like an absolute beast. And when he says like he won a bench press competition, like if you see pictures of him when he was like younger, like seriously, his arms were probably like the size of mine and his chest, like his chest was super massive. It's not, it, 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 it's no games like that, dude,
2: that dude was a, a bulldog straight up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was super cool, man. It was great hearing uh, some of his stories and some of the stuff he talked about. I mean, how relatable was it? You know, we were just talking about school the other day and how we don't like the way that schools run. And then he talks about how he runs his school and he talked about how, uh, you know, the success of the school and you talked about how kind a lot of the people are. And he talked about empowering other students and letting them be creative. And, you know, we were just talking about this uh, yesterday. So um, I, I don't know why that happens on this podcast every time, but like, how is it that we talked about that yesterday and he talked about the exact same thing today. It seems like, I know sometimes we're getting people that are uh, justifying some of the things that we say, you know, like uh, we might talk about red meat and then we might have Sean Baker on, but this is like not related. You know, we weren't, we weren't trying to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just find it uh, r- really uh, interesting how these same things kind of keep circulating around.
0: Yeah. And then also about him knowing that school wasn't going to help his future.
2: Yeah. It had nothing for him. He said, he, he said he knew it had nothing for him. I was like, that was great. <laughs> that's a funny way to put it. But, you know, I think sometimes when you, uh, speak a different language, sometimes, uh, people will be really blunt and you know, they get right to the point, And that's a good way of putting it. It just had nothing for him.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's like, I find it so wild how, like before the time of like social media and all of this stuff, right. He, he barely spoke English. He comes here and he opens up a school, learns English, um, opens up multiple schools. Like he, he's an immigrant business owner, and he's he's been able to build something in the United States here that has, like, honestly, like, it, all of the schools here stem from him. But when you also think about it, those instructors are able to teach jujitsu, provide for their families, provide for their communities of the, the people that go there, all because of him starting these schools here like just the community that stems from what he started it's it,
2: it's the impact is crazy i think that's huge what you just said is uh, community you know i think people don't think as much about community anymore um they think about followers you know they think about how many instagram followers you have and youtube followers but how much more impactful is it to have you know in real life uh, people that are like following you supporting you assisting you you know with the schools and the different people that he has connect connections to um within a community itself he could get just about anything done like you know god forbid this area gets hit with like an earthquake or something but he could have a call to action to all of his practitioners all the people who have been following his school and they can go out and they can physically like help people you know and and whereas you know, if you try to do that via social media, even myself with the, with the amount of people that I have, you know, luckily we have super training. But if I didn't have super training, I could put out something via social media and not have any response locally, or or hardly any. Whereas somebody like him, who's got these roots deeply etched in our society and deeply etched in our local community, um, is going to have more power. And I I, I hope that we see uh, more people try to figure out ways of uh coming together which it's complicated at the moment because of the virus but i hope that we see more of that and a little you know a little less emphasis on uh, what's going on in social media Mm -hmm. and also like
1: if anyone here is like listening from the school um i mean we talked a little bit about it before and andrew i'm I'm really happy that you brought up in in terms of like uh everything that's happening and supporting the school you know if, if if you're able to like we should like just do our best to support the school because like we want to be able to have that to come back to you know if you're able of course because this is a hard time for everybody you know everybody has different situations but that place i know not just for myself but for so many people there that place is just like a a place where you had a really tough day things are rough but jujitsu is that place where you can let it all out just like you know we've got some we have lifting but jujitsu is a place where like you don't even think about that you just roll you have that community you have those people you can talk and you can laugh with and we want that place to be there when we get back so
2: let's do our best I was really I really feel what he's saying when he's talking about um, not caring that much about like the world championship because I'm sure people go in there and they're like well who are your black belts you know and and, and we you know how many black belts Belts do you have and and uh how many championships do you have and they're like looking for belts and they are looking for gold medals on the wall and they're looking for all that stuff and those are all great things to be proud of but when you think about how much progress people make as individuals in their life you're kind of like are you fucking kidding me like you're looking for a world championship like who gives a shit about that? You know, this guy over here is bipolar and he would have killed himself, you know, four years ago if it wasn't for jujitsu. And this guy over here, you know, was broke and he was uh, an alcoholic and now he's you know, married and he's got kids and he's doing great. And he's been coming here like no one, you know, that other stuff washes away and it pales in comparison to uh, the growth that people experience from stuff like that. And we've seen a lot of that firsthand at, at, at super training as well, where you're like, yeah, it's, it's great that we've had some people lift some big weights, and that's uh, some of the cool stuff that's happened in super training. But uh, the strongest things I've ever seen, you know, in super training, and I'm sure Cassio would probably say the same thing, has nothing to do with an actual performance, like on the platform. You know, it has to do with people's individual lives and, and the growth that I've seen people experience from the actual gym itself.
0: Yeah, it's like somebody coming in saying, uh, hey, Mark, what are you benching these days? Like, oh, because it it better be a lot or else I'm not buying an elbow sleeve. You know, like, so yeah, it's silly, (laughs) right? Right.
1: No, but jujitsu, like uh, I, I was curious about um, asking him the effect that he sees it has on kids because like you you hear there's so many kids in terms of their self-confidence. And it's just it's just massive the effect that it has, just like, you know, playing sports does, too. But I feel like it's a little bit different just because, you know, like I mentioned, the uh, getting getting that dose of really, really tough failure, like physical, you know, trust that your partner is not going to make you pass out getting that dose of that every day as a kid i feel like that that might be something different you know i don't know
2: it's it's definitely uh different because you know it's so it's so physical like physical one-on-one with somebody else you know if you if you play basketball or if you play football or something like that a lot of times, you know, people will say, oh, you no, you're in a fight. You're in a one-on-one fight with the guy in front of you. And you are like only kind of are, you know, it's not really, you're not really in a one-on-one fight. Um, you might be kind of wrestling around with the guy in front of you if you're a lineman or something like that. But it's, it's just way different. You're utilizing football techniques or utilizing basketball techniques. You're not really trying to uh, like physically dominate the other person. Um, making them surrender, making them tap out, you know, they don't even have the option to do that. You could just kind of whoop their ass all game and, and they don't have, they don't have an opportunity to ever admit, like, Hey, man, you, you killed me the entire game. Uh, so sometimes after the game, but it, it jujitsu is way different. And even getting comfortable, you know, uh, with, with wrestling or any like that stuff, getting super close quarter, quarters with another person. And as he was saying, trusting in your partner. That you're training with. Cause this is not, you're not really fighting every day. You're practicing uh, a martial art. You know, you're pa- practicing something and in order to practice that properly, it's a two way street. You need to learn from each other. You can't just be out there <laughs> annihilating each other every single time. So I think, you know, if, if you could imagine if every kid just had to go through that, whether it be wrestling or jujitsu, um, I actually think it would be really, really valuable to all, Amer- all, any, anyone. You know, not even just Americans, but I think it would be a really valuable thing to go through in school. And you know, when it comes to like physical education, it's like, oh, you know, so and so he can't run because he's got knee, you know, these knee issues. He's out of shape, but everyone, everyone can grapple. Everyone can you know wrestle around with each other. And I actually think it would be, I actually think it would be great if that was taught in school, why not?
1: Andrew, does this make you feel, uh, cause you know, you were talking to me about wanting to, to head in and, uh, get started with it. Feel uh,
0: dude. Yeah, absolutely. It, it only made it worse. And then especially him kind of giving a uh, Waza, which is like, it's probably 10 minutes away from where I'm at right now. giving yeah. the stamp of approval on that. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, dude. Um, yeah, th- there's the the big hurdle of what Mark was just saying, like to to be uh, like wrapped around somebody or have them wrapped around me, and then like we're sweating, and then it's like, you know, I got weird stomach issues. I'll probably be the guy that's like farting in the corner. (laughs) So it's like small things like that. But then also hearing uh, what you're saying, how when you got there, everyone was just extremely nice. And that culture that he was able to build at at his place, but also that same thing kind of feeding into everywhere else that he's been associated with. Yeah, it, it absolutely made everything even worse. You know, it's like, like, ah, like, damn it. Like, I, I just need to, I just need, I just need to walk in there and just, you know, see what it's like and experience it. Um, it, There is the financial side of things that is also a huge hurdle, but I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> I'll figure out a way, right? Like it, it won't be. You know, like the end of the world, if I add another bill to the month, hopefully, um, as I look over at my fiance. <laughs> but yeah, no, dude, it, it is, uh, it was very motivating to, to have him on and kind of, that's why I kept asking him questions about like, Oh, so what happens when a new guy comes in, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and I, I like your questions about like, oh, say there's a guy that, you know, says he wants to do jujitsu, but he wants to work on it and get in shape. And I can see Mark smiling down on the bottom, just like, yeah, I think he's talking about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no,
2: it's not just Mark. Yeah, That's, we have that happen. Yeah. yeah, we have it happen a lot of super training too, you know, where people are like, oh, I got to go train in a different gym before I start powerlifting, you know? Yeah, we see it a lot. Shh. Mm-hmm. The other one way to do it is to get into it, right? Yeah. That's but it. Yeah. It's going to hurt either way.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what's really cool is I, he kind of got into it when, um, and Sima you were asking him about like what, what has it done for him. But, like, in the, uh, like, we'll just say, like, in bodybuilding, like, every everybody on the outside thinks, like, oh, the, the best benefit is going to be you're going to look super jacked and you'll be in great shape. But at the end, it's sort of like, oh, wait, no, now I have this discipline. I have this mindset. I have all these other things that came from it. So, in Sema, what do you think is the, like, the the, the best benefit you've gotten from jujitsu thus far? Um,
1: Being okay with, like being okay with like being really bad Uh, and not necessarily being okay with it but understanding that i can just i continue tackling the problem continue tackling the problem um no matter how many times i fail at it because i mean alluded to it before like in the beginning I was getting my, my, my ass tossed to me in so many different ways, <laughs> like so many different ways people were demolishing me. And it didn't help that I it was big because then it was more so of like a, okay, I really want to demolish that guy. And not, not demolishing like uh they would try and hurt me or whatever, but they would be like, you know, uh, uh, to, to, to beat up a guy that looks so large it is it's like yeah like it, your muscle doesn't matter and it doesn't but learning that i can just keep tackling something and get good at it um was was really good because like i said i mean it's really rare that you come across something in adulthood that's totally new and totally foreign you know i, I don't have never had grappling experience um never did at a sport like jujitsu so it's not like i was coming from a wrestling background um and being totally fresh, I think it, it gave me a lot to utilize in just my day to day, what I do and learning.
2: Well, you're a really good athlete, you know, and, and there's probably not a lot of things that people could figure out how to beat you at. So, you know, they have the opportunity when you're new to, to get you you know, in the beginning, and they probably feel like, hey, like, this is my, this is my <laughs> kind of, this is my opportunity, you know, to get, to get one over on you. And after a while, I'm sure all that wears off and no one cares, but you could kind of point out, you could say, hey, you see that guy over there? Like, I choked that guy out. <laughs> People like, that yeah. guy over there? I don't think so. I don't think you really did that. I'm like, nope, I did.
1: Yeah, oh, they did. <laughs> uh, and just uh, by the way i, I want to say there's there's never any malice at casio's when they were beating my ass like they were they were beating me up but it was in a very uh it was uh yeah there there's never it was never like ah gotcha
2: bitch you know <laughs> so no one did a victory dance no, <laughs> no one did a victory dance
0: <laughs> that's awesome i was gonna ask so thanks for clarifying that that's pretty good that's cool yeah yeah
2: cool man i'm gonna uh get some training in later today how about you guys yep i'm gonna come in later and get some training in
0: already did it go in and get some squats yeah there you go andrew yeah i did um i did a markbell.com workout this morning and then i finished it off with uh with some more um some more lunges um i i I was just curious i'm like let me see how long it takes (laughs) me to do this so i did 10, 10, laps. I don't know what that equates to as far as like meters or anything, but I did that right. and it took me like right at 15 minutes. So damn, yeah. So I, that's, you know, it's lunging and then like a, maybe like 30 to 45 second break in between, you know, uh, going down the stretch of the, uh, the turf. Um, so yeah, uh, starting tomorrow, it, it's going to step up a little bit more to being more consistent with less breaks. um, but uh, it's been fun, man. My, like, I, I haven't felt my legs feel this, like, uh, juicy in a really long time, and it feels great. <laughs> like, I'm getting beat up, but not, not to the point where I can't wake up and do it again tomorrow.
2: You build up some good resilience to it. Like, uh, when you squat really often or you train your legs really often, it, like, it doesn't take long. You know, it takes just a couple of days, really, it feels like, and then they start feeling better and better
0: yeah well like day one like after the third lap i'm like oh shit like i don't think i'm gonna be able to get five laps in today and then now like i I don't really start getting too tired until like the fifth time up and down so i'm like hmm, all right this is working this is very this is really cool and then uh, another um side effect is i've been freaking starving lately i've been really really hungry like fasting is like i'm gonna have to open up that feeding window because like my my metabolism i don't know what's going on i'm assuming it's because of the lunges because as soon as i started that's when like my hunger level went like through the roof so that's been a really cool side effect and i'm pretty excited about that
2: (laughs) yeah burns a lot of calories that's for sure and your body keeps track of that shit your body's like hey dude what are you doing up there you know
0: yeah yeah definitely
1: oh also cool um there's this guy named gil shout out to gil he uh he's not a client of mine or anything but he listens to the podcast he actually trained a bit at super training you guys might have probably seen him around and then he started doing jujitsu too he's uh he's lost a lot of weight on carnivore um he's a white but i think he's in his late 40s or early 50s but he's i i when out when we were having jiu before this whole quarantine happened man i saw him in there quite a bit learning it do going at it um at doing carnivore training and he's just like, he's been killing it. So man, I know you're listening just during this whole quarantine, man. Keep your tra- training going, dude. Don't stop now. I'll see you back on the mats.
0: Yeah. I've see, we've seen him in a bunch of times at super training. He comes in on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, he also follows a bunch of stuff on markbell.com. Um, he's, he's spoken to both of us. Yeah. He was been pretty consistent. So that's really cool to hear that. He's, he's jumped on the jujitsu train. The jujitsu yeah, he's
2: killing it. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of uh, markdell.com, we mapped out eight weeks of home workouts. And in addition to the home workouts, that's kind of assuming that you have a little bit of equipment. We did eight weeks of just body weight stuff. So all that's available. And I made it free because I just understand, you know, this uh, rough time everyone's going through. Um, in order to get free access, you do need to type in your email and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, after the month is over, after it runs through four weeks, um, you, you would get charged, but if you don't want to get charged, you can just sign on out of it. I got no problem with that. So it's just the way the site works. It's the way that it's set up. There's not another way to really do it. Um, what we're going to additionally do is I'm going to present you guys with some uh, free content on my YouTube channel. In addition to that, when you go to the website, which is not set up quite yet, um, there'll be a free video there that changes like weekly. So over the course of the eight weeks, you'll still going to be able to see that without even entering anything in. Because I just know that you guys are getting stir crazy, and I know that everyone wants to keep moving. And so I thought this would be a good way to, uh, you know, help help encourage you to keep moving around andrew take us on out of here buddy
0: dope thanks mark uh yeah shout out to pete for sponsoring this episode um all links everything will be in the uh the youtube description and itunes show notes along with all our social media stuff but if you guys want to hit me up it's at i am andrew z uh please make sure you're following the podcast at mark bell's power project at mb power project on tiktok and twitter um Facebook, YouTube, in the, uh, what's LinkedIn? We're all over the dang place. Um, Yeah. uh, If you guys, wherever you're listening to this, go ahead and do a little screenshot, tag any one of us. It's really cool. I I really like seeing, like, you know, especially if you guys are on a 10 minute walk and whatnot. Um, It's it's just awesome to see. So thank you guys that have done that. Thank you to everybody that's been uh, rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. That is such a huge help. We'll never be able to thank you enough, but we'll do our absolute best. Uh, And Seema, where are you at?
1: Um, real quickly Andrew said keep doing those 10 minute walks and then after that head into a little bit of a squat if you want to make it 10 minutes like a 10 minute squat go ahead go ahead and do it um, you can find me at Nseema Yinyang on Instagram and YouTube at Insima yin yang on TikTok and Twitter
2: Mark hell oh yeah that was a lot of fun uh, with uh, Cassio. he was uh, he was fantastic and we've been hearing so much good uh, information about him what a great mentor he is what a great leader and coach that he is so Uh, I can't wait to uh, meet him one day in person. Haven't had the opportunity to do that yet, but we'll get that, uh, squared away when all this virus stuff uh, passes us by. Um, lastly, I just want to thank my friend, Jesse Burdick. He's the one that helped put together a lot of the programming that you're going to see on markbell.com, the body weight stuff and the, uh, the home workouts and things like that. And then also, I have a little announcement to make here. Congratulations to Jesse and his wife, Katie Hogan. They have a baby on the way. So that's really exciting. You know, some of you that know Jesse, he has uh, twin girls. And uh, those girls couldn't be more excited and more pumped. And, uh, you know, kind of a scary time to have something like that uh, happening. But uh, hopefully the baby won't be born until... You know, hopefully this mess gets a little bit more, uh, more cleared up. But just, uh, something I want to encourage you all to do is this is we're using zoom right here, but there's other things like this where you get to see people face to face. And I, uh, encourage you to call your parents. I encourage you to call your aunts, your uncles, the different people in your life. Maybe pick one person every day and, uh, just give them a shout, say hello, make sure you can see their face. It's just way different. You know, if you, if all you can do is make a phone call, then uh, that will have to work as well. But if you have the option to see their face, I think you can do stuff on Facebook. I think FaceTime, I think there's Zoom. I think there's Skype. I think there's plenty of options that you can look into. This is super simple. This is just an app on your phone and you send somebody the link. They click on the link. I think they. I think both parties have to have the app. I think is the only kind of thing, but uh, mm-hmm. the app's free, right? It doesn't cost you anything. Just type in some information and you're... You're set, and you're good to go, and you get to see the face of your loved ones. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never a strength. Catch you all later.
0: Power Project Crew, thank you for checking out this episode with our boy, Cassio Wernick. I am extremely interested in jiu-jitsu now. Uh, real quick, thank you, everybody, for rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. It helps us out a ton. Right now, we want to give a shout-out to Logo17. Uh, logo says, amazing show, quote, For the listener that is addicted to creating their future, for the listener that knows they are destined for greatness but didn't believe they could actually make a living doing what they love, this podcast is for you. Mark asks very candid and heart-opening questions. It would be a crime not to listen to this podcast and take notes. Exactly our thoughts exactly. Thank you, Logo17, for that review. You just hooked us up with one of the biggest, best thank yous that we could ever receive, so thank you so much. Uh, if you listen listening right now, if you would like to hear your name and your review read on air, please head over to iTunes right now, drop us a rating and a review, and you could hear your name on air, just like our boy, Logo17. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.